Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to The Mixtape. I am your host, Casey Richter, and I am so excited to bring you a new episode of The Mixtape this week featuring a wonderful instrument called the Talk Box. So we are going to get a 10-song mix of songs all using this sort of mystery instrument. And I'm going to be interviewing Travis DeWeese, who is from Guitar Center, who can tell me a little bit more about how the TalkBox works, why you would use it, and his relationship to the songs on the TalkBox mixtape today. How's it going? Good. Did you start out in the retail stores? I did. I did. That was where I got my start was uh, over in the Oxnard, California store. I started out as a guitar salesman. You maybe started as a musician. Is that why you decided to get a job at Guitar Center in the first place? Absolutely, yeah. Whenever I was a young lad around 19 years old, I was playing in different punk rock bands around Ventura County, where I'm from. And it was kind of at that point where it's like, well, the music's not paying the bills, but if I got to pay the bills, I might as well do it around the things that I love most. And what cooler place to hang out than on a guitar floor? That would have been 2003 to 2008. That's a pretty great time to be in a punk band in California. Oh yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what the talk box is. Everyone's heard it, but most people don't have any clue what it is. The talk box is actually a really interesting effect that isn't specific to any particular instrument. One of the things that makes it unique is you can truly go ahead and actually make your instrument speak. So in a nutshell, what the talk box is and actually does, it is a speaker that's built inside the actual box itself. And when engaged, it channels the actual instrument signal into this little speaker that now gets funneled up through a tube that goes into your mouth. And you can basically go ahead and manipulate and modulate the actual signal itself through different mouth shapes. So if you want to say, hello, you don't have to actually say the word, you can just go ahead and mouth it while that signal's actually flowing through your mouth and back into a microphone. So you're not making any noise at all? No, you're pushing air to push the signal back out and creating mouth shapes in order to actually get that instrument to talk. Wow, so how does this plug into a guitar? Does somebody use it, is it on your board, your effects board down below? Is it, it's attached to the microphone somehow? What are the logistics? A little bit of both. So you can actually, you know, like any pedal, have it living on your board. And then that tube, you would run up your microphone stand and tape it next to your actual microphone itself. So then that way, as your, your mouth is in front of the mic, you have that signal coming through and projecting back out so it can be amplified to whoever listens. All right, tell me about Peter Frampton, Show Me The Way. One of the, uh, the, the first songs that really just got me thinking, what is that sound and how is he talking through his guitar? I am puzzled and I want to know. Peter, can you show me the way? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know, people always talk about guitars as like extensions of the body. Mm-hmm. It feels like TalkBox is just another way to like make your guitar a part of your body. It's your voice too. It is definitely like that, that highway that connects the two entities together. You know, you got that guitar signal and now it's literally flowing through your body because it's being pushed right into your mouth and you're modulating it, pushing it back out. And you essentially kind of become a, like an amplifier speaker. It's insane. <laughs> One of the most iconic uses of the talk box comes from Peter Frampton, particularly on Frampton Comes Alive. Exclamation point. Don't forget, we're very excited. Peter Frampton is known for his work as a guitar player, of course, but he made iconic talk box sounds. So let's do it. It's Show Me the Way on the talk box mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to The Mixtape. I'm your host, Casey Richter. You can find The Mixtape on our Twitter, at The Mixtape KRNU. There you will find Spotify links. You will find the link to listen to the show live every Sunday at noon on KRNU here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Just heard from Joe Walsh, Rocky Mountain Way. He went solo in 1973 and is just a iconic guitar player and talk box user. Today I'm joined by Travis DeWeese from Guitar Center telling us a little bit about what the talk box is and his relationship to these songs. What about Joe Walsh, Rocky Mountain Way? Is that your jam? Oh yeah, I, everything Joe Walsh does, love it. Fantastic. Between the time of uh, James Gang and to the time that he was in the Eagles, it's like, to me, that guy, he touches it, it's probably gonna turn to gold. <laughs> All of these songs, it's like the the way they use the talk box is so integral to the song. And it it's it's weird to think about teasing it out and saying, okay, let's talk about this exact part. So take, for example, Motley Crue, Kickstart My Heart. You really get the talk box all the way at the end. And Mick Mars is just, is just going for it on that kick, that whole thing on the end. Get into Mick Mars's head for me. What is the thought process there where you're like, guys, you know what we need? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really hard to say. I mean, when it's like you start thinking about like why and when and where would you want to actually go ahead and use the talk box? And, <laughs> you know, I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. It's kind of like the same thing whenever you're walking up to go and record a track. You know, you sit down and go, okay, well, you know, is this going to be you know, heavy phase or flange, and there's really no right or wrong answer or, you know, rhyme or reason how or why you're going to use any particular effect. It's just you as a musician made that conscious decision to give the audience and the listener something that's going to tease their ear and make it a little bit more memorable. The talk box was around in the 70s for Peter Frampton and Joe Walsh, and then it got good workouts in the 80s. Here's Motley Crue, listen for the talk box at the end. Kickstart My Heart on 90.3 KRNU, the mixtape.
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. I'm your host, Casey. We are here on the campus of the University of Nebraska Lincoln in Lincoln, Nebraska. And you can check out our show, krnu.unl.edu, or of course on air if you happen to be in Lincoln at 90.3 on the dial, as we would say in the 80s and 90s. You can also find us on Twitter at the mixtape KRNU, and there a Spotify link so you can listen to our playlist anytime. Richie Sambora melding his voice and his guitar into one giant thing on the beginning of that song that is living on a prayer bon jovi i am joined by travis deweese a category manager of amps and effects at guitar center he's the perfect person to talk to about exactly what the talk box is uh it started way back in the 30s who actually invented i honestly i do not know but it's just amazing how long it's actually been around and has changed but not at all you know, it's still fundamentally the same exact thing that it was way back when, except for the name. We call it Talkbox now. You know, back in the 30s and the 40s, it was called um, the throat microphone. Oh, <laughs> I like Talkbox I mean, better. what you're doing with it, you know? You're, you're modulating this with the, the mouth shapes and constrictions that we, we make in order to be able to create speech. And, you know, that's how it was being used. And you know, from what I gathered, there was also, you know, a lot of use on radio stations to kind of create different kind of special effect sounds and, you know, whatnot. Yeah, and, sure. Before we had digital editing. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, it's it's always been one of those fun toys that kind of surfaces and then it kind of fades out and then it surfaces and it fades out. And, you know, without a doubt, this year, it's certainly made a resurgence. So I want to talk about this uh, surging and fading out thing. Do you see any parallels to when it gets popular to the rise of a certain type of music? Do you associate the talk box with a certain genre of music? I certainly don't because it covers across a lot of genres of music, you know, all the way back to, you know, probably one of the most notable uses of the talk box, Peter Frampton, you know, then, then Joe Walsh and then you fast forward into modern times and you hear it being used in a lot of modern, you know, R&B and hip hop because it essentially, depending on the type of instrument you're feeding into it, it certainly replicates the sound of like a vocoder. So what's the difference between Talkbox and vocoder? Well, I mean, Talkbox is essentially the analog version of a vocoder. You know, where the vocoder, I mean, they, they kind of fundamentally achieve the same result by taking an uh, inbound signal from whatever instrument of choice that is, and then basically modulating it to come back out to give it this kind of robotic, odd sound. I mean, I'm not even really entirely sure how to really put it into words. It sounds very robotic to me. Um, and it, it's interesting, but it's certainly also very driven by the source instrument. The sound that you're going to get from a heavily distorted guitar, versus what you would get in more modern music, because it seems like a lot of people are taking their uh, their keyboard signals. Yeah, like Chromeo, Bruno Mars, R&B resurgence with that robotic flair on top of it. I guess as a just a regular listener, you probably can't tell. Probably not. I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're hearing that overall vocal effect sound of getting that kind of robotic vocal and a lot of people probably actually mistake as like a vocoder or a form of autotune because I mean, essentially that's what a vocoder and autotune is doing on a digital platform. Do you remember the band Cracker? Camper Van Beethoven led into Cracker. Yeah, yeah, with the, their biggest hit song in the 90s, Low. Mm-hmm, but it features no talk box and this one is full of it. It's Get Off This from the 1993 album Kerosene Hat on 90.3 KRNU, the mixtape. Say what you see, man. We got these questions. Is it true that you've sold your soul? I say, hey, man, I don't know. Let me quarter, won't you? I'll call my accountant. Let's get out of this. Get on with it. If you want to change the world, shut your mouth and stop this spinning. Get out this. Get on with it. If you want to change the world, shut your mouth. Stop 
we're trying to do is make a fortune Yeah, we ain't got no government loans And no one sends a check from home I get this We're just doing what we wanna So let's get on this I'll Get on with it If you wanna change the world Shut your mouth and start this minute Get on this I'll Get on with it If you wanna change the world
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. Ah, the Foo Fighters. Who doesn't love the Foo Fighters? That one's Generator from the Color and the Shape. Very early work from the Foo Fighters there. Travis DeWeese from Guitar Center. He is the category manager of Amps and Effects, and he's talking to us about the talk box. Travis, do you love the Foo Fighters? An interesting story. Before the Foo Fighters even dropped their first record, uh, they were playing a show in Hollywood, and I had a much older cousin at the time who actually got tickets. So the first time I saw the Foo Fighters was uh, 1995. Wow. Yeah, I think I was only like... 11 years old or something like that. And I'm a pretty great first concert. (laughs) Was that your first show? My first concert was uh, um, Cheap Trick in the Tubes. Cheap Trick. Oh, that's a good first concert. concert in a park down in LA. And my dad was like, going to see Cheap Trick. And I was like five years old at the time. I'm like, okay, whoever that is, let's go. (laughs) They want you to want them. That's right. I will tell you in the Midwest, most of our first concerts are a much lamer affair because really we just get the state fair crowd. So my first concert was Color Me Bad. Hello. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, I guess um, I had a little bit of a leg up, of course, from being where I'm at for sure. And then on top of that, what really helped was my dad was a guitar player, which is ultimately what I got in, how I got into playing guitar. I used to, you know, see his laying around the house and go steal them and then try to figure out what they did and how to make them work. And, you know, he was also somebody who played in bands when he was younger. So he was very, very much into dragging me out to shows whenever he could. Ah, that's amazing that you got to see Foo Fighters before they did anything as an 11-year-old. The Foo Fighters track with the talk box that I found is Generator from The Color and the Shape. Mm -hmm. Um, That whole album was pretty fantastic. I saw them on tour in 98 when they were out promoting that. Um, Did you like that early Foo Fighters stuff when it came out? I did. You know, for me, it was one of the biggest attractions was like, yes, there's like half a Nirvana on stage right there they will live on because I mean I, I was a huge Nirvana fan back in the day and that's basically what my entire guitar aspirations were was learn how to play every Nirvana song so you know I unfortunately never got a chance to see them and the second that I had an opportunity to go see the Foo Fighters a few times um I I was just instantly just drawn into it I'm like yes yes <laughs> but you know one of the great things that I love about the Foo Fighters is they're just simply the ambassadors of rock. No matter what, they keep the rock alive. Like even their last record, it's just they just keep it fun, you know, and by dragging Paul McCartney in to play drums on November Rain, and then, you know, they get Taylor the drummer over there to go do the singing. And, you know, it's like whenever I, I, I watch anything on those guys, I'm like, see, they just look like they're having a good time. That's what music is all about. I mean, that's kind of the reason why I think like a lot of people would even, a lot of people go into our stores, you know, just to be able to go in and be surrounded by like-minded people and it comes like a community under normal circumstances. I remember when I worked in the stores, it just, you had some of your usual suspects that came in all the time, just. I am still intimidated to go into music stores and play in front of people because you will just see people who can slay they come in and they're amazing i'm like i'm sorry is this your job to come in here and make me feel stupid (laughs) when i found those folks whenever i was actually uh selling guitars i would go get them to do the demos for me like hey would you mind playing this for them (laughs) you go ahead and shred on nazareth hair the dog for me right (laughs) speaking of that song has talk box on it oh yeah Mm. Son of a bitch! Like, it's yeah, so... Yeah, I guess that's one of those, uh, you know, later... That was later 80s, I think, right? It was around, like, 88 or 89-ish. No, it's so surprisingly, 75, if you can oh, believe wow. that. Oh, I'm way off. Yeah, no, that's a badass song. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. But it was the B-side of Love Hurts. Boo. Yeah, right. The talk box has been used since the 30s and is still used today all the time, but never in a more badass fashion than when Nazareth uses it. From their 1975 album, Hair of the Dog, this is Hair of the Dog. On 90.3 KRNU, the mixtape.
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. So happy you're here. This week's mixtape is a 10-song mix, all featuring the weirdly robotically human sounds of the talk box. And Travis DeWeese, the category manager for amps and effects at Guitar Center. Travis is joining me to talk a little bit about all of these fantastic talk box sounds. Just heard from Alice in Chains, Man in the Box, one of the dirgier applications of the talk box. According to the book, Alice in Chains, The Untold Story, the idea to use TalkBox on Man in the Box came from their producer, Dave Jordan, who was driving to the studio and actually heard Living on a Prayer and was like, I feel like we can make that sound sadder. Travis, do you love Alice in Chains? Tell me about your relationship to that band. Yeah. Well, what do you want to talk about? They're amazing. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I imagine instruments have been selling like crazy with COVID because people have been at home. We all have this idea. We're going to start a new hobby. Tell me about that. Absolutely. I mean, just first and foremost with the talk box, it's just been an insane amount of demand with all these different uses that you see all over the internet and all these people just having fun with it. You know, it's like you just go into YouTube and talk box, talk box, and it's an endless list of search results. It's insane. It's like, wow, all of a sudden people realize this thing exists again and it's everywhere. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I looked on YouTube. You're right. The videos, the TalkBox videos are endless. We should have a trend for TikTok box, right? I mean, it just fits. <laughs> Where are we at on TikTok box? You got to start it. Next. <laughs> people got time on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you to start. This is the homework. <laughs> Zap, more bounce to the ounce. This one is a total jam. It's very like funky. I am not familiar. It has become like the de facto G-Funk sample. And I feel pretty good that I get to expose Travis to Zap. More bounce to the ounce was actually a 1950s Pepsi ad campaign, and that's where Zap got the name for the song. Zap's from Ohio. They are a funk band, as lots of funk bands were from the Midwest. Who knew? We're quite funky. Zap is Roger and Larry Troutman. Crazy story about Zap, though. They both died in a murder-suicide carried out by Larry. So Larry killed Roger, his brother, and then he killed himself. Very tragic, but they left us with some fantastic music and a really interesting legacy for that era of funk music. So this is Zap, more bounce to the ounce. It'll sound very familiar and very talk boxy on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
93.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. Every week I've got a new mix for you. Ten songs organized under some sort of theme. And this week I decided let's talk about the talk box. Travis DeWeese from Guitar Center. He's the category manager for Amps and Effects. Obviously more knowledgeable about the talk box than I will ever be. What a fascinating weird weird instrument and sort of seems like the kind of thing any of us could play right yeah have you ever yeah. used a talk box i played around with it here and there and i couldn't get the hang of it so i was like okay <laughs> in the time of coronavirus we clearly cannot demo any talk boxes in any retail stores Unfortunately, no. But, but on those things, you might as well just buy it. <laughs> yeah, right. This is yours now. This is your talk box. But you'll enjoy it because then you could, you know, make your own Nazareth hair of the dog or sound like Zap or sound like Peter Frampton and make some kick-ass rock music with that really incredible talk box sound. Travis DeWeese, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate all of the info about how the talk box works because I sure didn't know. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Next week, we'll have a new mix for you. Thanks for joining us. Interrupting all programs.